Welcome back, ESPN West Palm tonight on ESPN 106.3 and streaming live via the free ESPN app. Also on your Alexa, Google, Siri, smart device. So one thing that you've heard me say uh, multiple times before is Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast, our area is the unofficial golf capital of the world, or some people may consider it the official golf capital of the world with Tiger Woods in our backyard and Ricky Fowler and Rory McIlroy and Dustin Johnson. And oh, oh by the way, the next two weeks, uh, all four of those names that I just mentioned, uh, part of two major events. And oh, by the way, they happen to be uh, the first two live golf events that are happening since the coronavirus pandemic uh, put everything on hold. Uh, so we wanted to bring on uh, the man uh, that uh, is synonymous with uh, why this area is so big uh, with golf. He is the executive director of the Honda Classic, K2 Sports Ventures. They have uh, some news of their own that we'll get to, uh, but it is our friend Ken Kennerly. And, and Ken, is it a badge of honor that, uh, that, that, that our area is being picked, or is this more like no surprise to you? This is the obvious place to, to restart golf. Well, first of all, JMP, it's great to be with you, and uh, thanks for the nice comments. I mean, you know, we really are the kind of the golf capital of the world. I don't think anybody anybody can uh, can claim that other than what we've done. Um, I, don't, I don't think it's coincidence at all. I mean, you fish where the fish are, right? I mean, that's an old saying. Right. You know, when you're looking to put the two live events on, people don't want to travel. Why not, uh, why not approach an iconic venue like Seminole and uh, approach four players that live probably within, uh, you know, what, not even 10 miles from the golf club uh, in uh, Dustin, you know, Rory, uh, Matt Wolf, and Ricky. Uh, to, to play, to be the leadoff live event at an iconic venue like Seminole, you know, one of the premier clubs in, in the entire world. It's never been on television. Ironically, uh, to a good, for a good reason, it's got the Walker Cup next year in May, which has been moved up from September to May just to play Seminole. So, you know, there are a lot of great things going on just around this one weekend coming up and four great guys. So, no, I don't, I don't think it's a, anything um, but – you fish where the fish are, and we've got, you know, four of the big fish living right down here. And then if you said, as you said, at Medalist just up the road, you've got Tiger Woods, who lives in our community on uh, Jupiter Island. You've got Phil Mickelson, who is moving to our community and building a big home up on Jupiter Island. And oh, nice. Join Michael Jordan's course is what I just read. And, of course, Tiger's at the Medalist. And then they're joined by Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Uh, Neither of those gentlemen currently live in Palm Beach County or Martin County, but who knows what the future bears. And it's, it's just awesome for golf. It's a testament to what we represent in the game of golf on a global, global platform. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's awesome, JMP. It's just going to be great two weeks of, of really golf. Um, you know, Sunday, both days, I think they're going to be, you know, literally millions of people glued to their television set. And, and it's funny, we have a little kind of a wager amongst our friends about, which event will will deliver the highest rating? Which mm. event will deliver the highest rating? Is it going to be the tailor-made match with McElroy, DJ, Ricky, and Matt Wolf on NBC? Or is it going to be Tiger, Phil, Manning, and Brady on Turner? Of course, a little bit harder network to find, but, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be two great days of golf, and, 
you know, these players are, uh, for the most part, other than Phil Mickelson, who can call us a site visit for his new house, they're all going to be based here. <laughs> um, where do you fall on there? You know, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I think on one hand, the, you know, the, the new format with Tiger, Peyton against Brady, Phil, I think will appeal to, you know, all fans, right? I mean, you've got, believe it or not, I think there are some football fans that don't care about golf, probably not many, but those that care about football are going to be dialed in. And of course, you've got the two iconic stars and Tiger and Phil. However, you know, NBC is the more powerful network and you've got the first one out of the gate and you've got Seminole and nothing against medalists. I'm a member of medalist. It's phenomenal golf course as well. But, you know, uh, I, I think it's a toss up. I really do. Uh, but I think, you know, NBC on one hand is going to draw more, but the field at Turner on Turner might, might, you know, might lean it their way. I really don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's if, if Vegas were betting on it, it'd probably be a 50, 50. Uh, talking with Ken Kennerly, executive director of the Honda classic, uh, golf, live golf returning, uh, to the sports landscape. And, uh, it's happening in our backyard, Seminole golf club, North Palm beach, uh, with Ricky Fowler, Rory McElroy, uh, Dustin Johnson, Matthew Wolf, all local golfers and all participating in an event this Sunday. Um, Ken, can you give us some insight into how an event like this comes together? Well, these, these one-off events, the special events, they're, they're unique, no doubt. I mean, you know, for, for those that, that remember, um, the Skins game was one of the early, you know, quote, special events that was always over Thanksgiving weekend. It was four players. It was really what people did on Thanksgiving weekend if you're not watching football. And, um, you know, then that morphed into events like the Sunriker Systems Par 3 and the Skills Challenge, the ADT, which was down here, you remember, in Palm Beach County. It was at the Breakers. It was at Boca Resort. Um, these, these one-offs are, are great events. They're, they're not easy to plan. They're expensive. Uh, players' fees are, are, are very expensive. You have uh, media rights fees. You, the, the players have to be released from the PGA tour to put them on television. And in that the tour owns all of their television and, and digital rights. So, hmm. you know, when they sign up to join the tour, they pretty much relinquish their rights to the PGA tour. So I, as a promoter, we run the Honda classic. If I were to, to put forth an opportunity to run a special event, you know, we'd have to incur a lot of costs. And uh, it's one of the barriers, unless you've got a big sponsor that's willing to come in, to uh to underwrite it but you know i i think it's it's fun uh this is a great time of the year obviously to do it i understand that uh all of the funding you know both uh, the seminal match and the the match at medalist are all for charity i don't think players are making a dime on any of this whereas we remember when the tiger phil match debuted november of 18 you know phil walked away with nine million and Tiger nothing, uh, or nine and one, whatever whatever the breakdown was. But I understand this year the ten million is going to charity from the medalist match, and three million minimum is going to uh, charity from the Seminole match. So this this is unique. I'm sure the tour is not charging any rights fees. The players, if they're making anything, uh, it's it's very very little. Uh, and this is all driven to uh, you know drive uh, raise money for COVID nineteen and to you know support those families and children in need around the world, which I think is awesome. Uh, talking with Ken Kennerly, executive director of the Honda Classic, JMP with you here on ESPN 106.3. Um, so what do you think? Obviously, these are, you mentioned, uh, really cool live events, um, but not PGA Tour events. So, 
Um, are we still looking at Ken? Uh, you know, fall goes well, uh, a June restart, and what what are the next few months of a PGA Tour event probably going to look like? So we were on a conference call with the PGA Tour yesterday. We have them once a, once a week uh, from our perspective. And, you know, remember, we're an event that we were played. So, you know, the tour has conference calls with so many different events and, and that were canceled and postponed and rescheduled and compliance with new, new regulations. And so we have a general call once a week. And, you know, essentially uh, what, what, you know, the PGA Tour has put out there and they've worked diligently on this. I mean, the... Uh, the safety guidelines is 37 pages uh, that I read yesterday, the new safety guidelines for these players and for events. So, yeah, we're on schedule um, as of yesterday for the start at the Charles Schwab event in Dallas, uh, which was the Colonial, which is the Colonial, Charles Schwab Colonial. Um, they're going to be the first of four events with no fans. So it'll go Dallas and then I uh, then it goes up to you know, Hartford for the Travelers and then to, you know, Rocket Mortgage and, and RBC Heritage has been rescheduled from the April date after the Masters to, uh, I think it's the week after the Travelers and then to the Rocket Mortgage. So those first four events are uh, official. Um, they are going to be on, you know, television, CBS, will, the Golf Channel will handle them on Thursday, Friday, CBS will handle them on the weekends. There, there will be no fans uh, at all. Um, you know, the tour is saying, you know, maximum to run this event with no fans, you still need about a maximum of 2,000 people out there uh, to make it work between TV crews, scaled down TV crews, by the way. You do need some volunteers. You do need, you know, a number of different folks involved. So no fans for the first four weeks. Then, then John Deere is the fifth event out. Um, we've heard they're going with fans, but we're not sure. Um, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if they went without fans, from what I'm hearing. But you know, right now they're the first event with fans, and then after that is the memorial, which is Jack Nicklaus's event. So the memorial will uh, be played at, at Mirfield as always, and they are going with fans, and they've done a lot already to um, plan for proper social distancing. They've reduced the number of patrons allowed in the corporate hospitality booths. I don't know if they're going to have a pro-am or not. I, I will say back, uh, backtrack, the first four events will not have a pro-am either. So that's a huge revenue blow to these tournaments and to the charities. But uh, Dan, you know, if he has a pro-am, it's always been a, a private nationwide event, um, a nationwide tour um, um, sponsorship deal because their nationwide insurance is their official, official event uh, sponsor. So, you know, and then after that, you go into the WGC, which is the FedEx event in Memphis. And then you have the PJ Championship, which was one of the majors that was rescheduled into early August. And that's in San Francisco. And right now, you know, while they're anticipating fans, I think Seth Waugh, their CEO, has said even if the governor comes down on them and says no fans, they're still going to go uh, because it's important for golf. It's important to be played. And that's a separate organization from the PGA Tour. The PGA of America runs the PGA Championship as it does the Ryder Cup. And then after that, you'll run into Wyndham and then the uh, PGA Tour playoffs. So, you know, I think what we're going to see, the first four events with no fans, we're going to see how that goes. And then we're going to see um, how the events, you know, after that uh, from, uh, you know, the 3M Open up in Minneapolis is scheduled to go with fans, as I mentioned. And then you have, you know, you have John Deere, 3M, Memorial and others. 
and we'll see how it goes. And, you know, I know governors of certain states have still got to give the sign off on these events to have, have fans and spectators out there. And I think you'll see these events that have fans will have limited fans. And, um, you know, again, uh, it's going to be a work in progress. We're in unprecedented times. And I can tell you, JMP from the Honda Classic, while we're not up again until mid-March next year, uh, you know, our board is already looking closely as we are, as the PJ Tour is, as to how that's going to affect us, albeit, you know, 10 months away, nine and a half months away. So there's a lot going on. Uh, people are making preparations left and right. And, you know, at the end of the day, the good news is we've got the PJ Tour schedule in place. We've got live golf that's going to come online and we're going to have, uh, I think, a good television product. And I also think you'll see some you know, because a lot of players have been on the sideline, you're going to see some big-name players play in certain events that they haven't played in before. So I think it's going to be good for golf, and I think the ratings will, will echo that and they'll confirm that. And uh, we'll just have to see where it goes from there. And one of the things that I think, Ken, is, and this goes across all sports, um, I, I think that, you know, we as fans will accept, you know, whether you're, you're at an event, whether fans are allowed to be at events or not, 2020 is a completely different uh, animal than anything that we've seen before. And, you know, as as long as you have sports and as long as you have these events going on, even if, you know, the, the golf uh, looks a little bit different, even if the circumstances are a little bit different, even if the logistics have to be a little bit different, ultimately at the end of the day, uh, what matters, you know, besides first and foremost, obviously the, the safety of everybody is, you know, that there, that there are these events that are still going on in whatever fashion. No, I agree. And, you know, I think we're all sitting, you know, and waiting for, you know, MLB and NFL and college sports and all that as well. I mean, golf is, you know, luckily it's a, it's a sport that can be played. Uh, it's a sport that can be played at the highest level. Uh, with proper social distancing. And if we can get our fan base to, to also do the same and the regulations in place and people adhere to these regulations, then I think we can have fans. I mean, what we're not going to have immediately is, you know, a, a, a Auburn, Alabama football game where you got a hundred thousand people sitting in a stadium shoulder to shoulder, as much as I hate to say it. I love it. I love the energy. I love all that. But you know, the reality is that's, that's not on our playbook here for the, you know, very near future. And, Perhaps uh, longer than that. Uh, one more thing before we get to some exciting news uh, with with you guys with the Honda Classic. Uh, Ken Kennerly is joining us, executive director of the Honda Classic. Um, so the last month or so, uh, everyone's been talking about the the last dance, this Michael Jordan and Chicago Bulls documentary, and you see what type of competitor he is. I'm curious in the golf world, the uh, craziest competitor that you've seen just in terms of, you know, whether they, that person reminds you of a Michael Jordan or just, you're looking at it and saying, wow, I cannot believe the competitive juices in this person is home. Well, I mean, goodness. I mean, you know, Jordan, one of the greatest athletes on the planet in our generation and many generations, certainly, you know, when you look at golf, and it's a great question, and obviously I haven't thought it through, but I'm going to take a stab at it. You know, you look at, you know, Jack Nicholas. Um, you know how tenacious he was um, back in his prime, and you know I think one of the, one of the things Michael Jordan had, and you know LeBron has it, and Kobe had it, and you know God rest his soul, and 
um, is when Jack was playing, he knew for the most part he was going to beat you. And I love the old comment. Not only did he know he was going to beat you, you knew that he was going to beat you. (laughs) And that you knew that he knew that you knew he was going to beat you. Um, You know, other players of that era, Raymond Floyd, you know, boy, he was tough. Uh, Hale Irwin, tough. Tom Watson, tough. You know, Lee Lee Trevino. I mean, the list goes on and on of guys that were just dominant, but certainly Jack. And, you know, the record speaks for itself. Now, as you come forward, obviously Tiger Woods, look what Tiger's done. I mean, in his prime and and what he did last year at Augusta in 2019 to come back and then went again in Zozo in Japan to tie Sam Snead's record. And, you know, boy, this guy, when you get a bit in his mouth, he's not going to stop. And, um, you know, he's, he's right there with Jordan, uh, as I believe Nicholas was too. And, you know, I, I think, you know, as we look at the, the kind of the, the next modern day player, so to speak, that's got, boy, we have so many, so many great players. I mean, JT, look what he's done in a short period of time. And, you know, look what Roy McElroy's done. And, you know, he's, he's, he's back up at top at number one player in the world. And, you know, he's an, as intimidating as anybody. But I've also got to say, look at Brooks Kepka. Uh, and, you know, Ricky Fowler's there, of course. But, you know, Brooks Kepka, goodness, when he was dominating – and while this year hasn't been his best, I mean, boy, he was tough and he was, he was taking no prisoners. Um, you know, I mean, Rory's out there smiling and doing his thing and as Brooks, I mean, Brooks is a wonderful guy, but boy, when he got that bit in his mouth, he wasn't letting go either. So it's interesting to see. I mean, we've, the good news is we've, the, the, all these players I just mentioned have got several years ahead of them. So we'll see how they establish themselves in that regard. But yeah, MJ in his prime was was awesome, and um, as Jack was, as Tiger is, and uh, certainly other guys coming up. Uh, well, let's uh, let's get to some exciting news um, that I think you know all the fans of the golf world and just major events uh, here in this area are going to be excited about. Uh, and I'll read this directly from. Uh, an article by Craig Dolch in the Palm Beach Post. Honda Classic Executive Director Ken Kennerly and his company K2 Sports Ventures has recently entered a joint venture with Hollis Kavner's company ProLink Sports, which oversees the Boca Raton Championship, a PGA Tour Champions event. First off, congratulations. And second off, what does this mean now for golf in this area with you two guys aligning forces? Well, well, thanks, JP. I mean, you know, I, I've got the utmost respect for Hollis. We've known each other for many, many years. Uh, he's the most successful tournament operator on the planet. He uh, currently manages seven, you know, tour events, uh, consults for others. I mean, events like Valspar, Wells Fargo, the 3M Open. The cons- he consults for the WGC down in Mexico. He manages, as you mentioned, the Boca Raton Championship on the Champions Tour, the Sanford Health Champions Tour event, the Insperity Champions Tour event down in Houston. I mean, he's he's dynamic. He's wonderful. Uh, you know, he really started a lot of his career on the Champions Tour and, and then, um, you know, ended up taking over Valspar. Then he took over Wells Fargo. And then the 3M moved from a Champions Tour event to a PGA Tour event. So, you know, Hollis's dominance in the 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 world of golf management is unprecedented. He has a tremendous relationship with Jay Monahan and the PGA Tour, as he does with Mike Davis at the USGA, as he does with Seth Watt at the PGA of America, and, and prior to Seth, you know his predecessor, Pete Bavakwa. Um, 
And I've been, you know, I've been lucky to, to have known him for many, many years. I've been in the business for 31, 32 years. He's been in it a little bit longer than I have. And we, we complement each other well. I mean, Hollis has grown. He's very, very busy. Um, you know, I'm really honored to, to be part of the Prolinks Empire. It doesn't change anything with what we're doing with the Honda Classic. I'm still the executive director. I'm still hired by the board to oversee the tournament as their executive director, um, you know, for the foreseeable future. And um, it's, it's good. And, you know, you know, the fact that Hollis is down here, he, he moved his company down here several years ago. He lives in Jupiter, Florida. He has an office in Tequesta, Florida. He lives on an airplane when we can fly. Um, but I think more importantly about the man himself is he's compassionate. Uh, I've been around him a long time and I've been working together side by side with him for a few months now. I mean, he takes care of his team, you know, going through this whole crisis we're in. He hasn't let anybody go. He's reaching into his pocket financially to take care of everybody. You know, you, you are truly part of the family when you're a member of the ProLinks team. And, you know, he believes in the long term. And, you know, this is a, a blip, although a big blip, a blip on the radar screen for for um, his, his business. And, you know, we know we're going to come out of it the other side. And, you know, again, he's got the dominance. He's got the respect from the tour, as I said, the USGA, the RNA, the PGA of America. And, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, one of many guys that's been around him for a long period of time. And it, it's just great for me. And, and I, I think he'll share with you. It's, you know, he agrees to that we work well together. And, you know, we're, we're looking to grow, uh, grow business and uh, just comp- uh, continue to, um, you know, do the right thing. And that's at the end of the day, you got to represent your sponsor. Well, uh, you got to bend over backwards. You got to over deliver. You've got to represent your employees to the top notch. You've got to represent your charities. And of course, you treat people properly. And that's, you know how you know most of us in this great business of golf have been brought up and that's what we do and um you know i, I think it's it's just going to continue to shine and you know he he is he's one of the uh, premier premier guys in this business so we're, we're really looking forward to it as you can tell and uh we're going to do some good things together he's ken kennerly executive director of the honda classic uh exciting news uh for you guys and obviously the golf events this weekend and of course a reminder Honda Classic Live uh, every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. Ken Levicka, the host, uh, where uh, they'll, they'll break down uh, what to expect here in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, the uh, boardroom on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. also with Ken Levicka, uh, as well as the sports professor, Rick Haro. And I know you're a big part of those shows. So, uh, Ken, really appreciate your time. And uh, congrats again on, uh, on the big merger. And uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Well, thank you, pal. You know, as always, thanks for everything you and Steve and Ken and the rest of your great team do uh, for us and for the game of golf. And, you know, ESPN is the best and you guys are at the top of the pinnacle with the ESPN partnership. So thank you so much. All right. Great stuff there from Ken Kennerly, the executive director of the Honda Classic. And again, the merger K2 Sports Ventures and ProLink Sports uh, which oversees the Boca Raton Championship as well as many other events across the country.